Let us pray. Thank you, God, for our foremothers and fathers who prayed and worked for our being in this place today. Help us to give up complacency and fears that prevent us from becoming better. Truly love one another and hunger and thirst after righteousness. Grant that we, upon feeding from Jesus Christ, bread of life, may live by faith and not be overcome by fear. And may that bread of heaven and cup of salvation feed our souls with peace and unspeakable joy. In the name of God, our Creator, Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, and the Holy Spirit, our Sustainer. Amen. Good morning, St. Luke's. Thank you. It is great to be back in your presence after a week of vacation with my family in our North Florida home, where the weather was as tropical as Atlanta. Remember when there was a drought in Atlanta? Somebody prayed for rain. Well, now you can stop. <laughs> so we got it. Rains every day here. Reminds me of growing up in Florida. While being in Stark, Florida, my hometown, I sat with family members and did what most of you have done this summer or will do with your family during your summer vacation, reminiscing about the old days the good times that we had with our family when we were much younger. Memories that make us laugh, embarrass us, and sometimes move us in a special way. In reflection of my childhood, I have thought a lot about learning how to ride my bicycle. I clearly remember that first bicycle. It was a red Firestone bike. And like most kids, the bike excited me regarding what fun I could have riding it, while at the same time it scared me when I thought about the things that could go wrong. A chain malfunctioning, a flat tire, falling off the bike and getting hurt, or worse, getting hit by a car, as adults warned me. I learned early that fear could be a good thing, an emotion that made me discerning and cautious of a car that could cause me bodily harm. I can still remember getting on the bike with wobbly hands and legs, and I felt okay as long as my father walked beside me, holding one side of the bike. However, when I thought of him letting go, 
my fears deepened about the possibility of one of those things happening. Yet in my fear, I found comfort in knowing that my dad was there to keep me from falling. And if I did fall, I knew that I was not alone. Amid my fears, I still had faith that I would be able to ride that bike. Learning to ride my bike was an exercise in faith and fear, and ultimately faith overcoming that fear. As we tune in to watch athletes from around the world compete in the Tokyo Olympics, we are able to see how they were able to rise above whatever fear they may have had at one time about taking on their particular sport to master it. Their achievements are a testament of their faith. But behind their stories, a triumph. They had their own fears. The fear that I had, the fear that they have in competition, and the fear that we all have is part of the human condition. If we have no fear, we cease in becoming and being human. This morning, your world may feel like you are on a bicycle with fears about what is happening and wondering, will things ever calm down in our world? Many of you feel that we are living literally in a mad, mad world. Although some of our reality of a world spinning out of control can be chalked up to the 24-hour news cycle and dings that you're probably receiving now on your cell phone that we get throughout the day, typically bearing bad news, is part of that. Yet it is a fact that we have lost more Americans in the last year and few months to a virus than we lost in the Vietnam War. It is a fact that the endless wildfires and temperatures in the West are the worst and hottest on record, respectively. It is a fact that waters are rising in South Florida and violent crime, mass shootings, and food insecurity are rising across the nation. In our city of Atlanta, senseless deaths are from those who have turned our streets into death traps of drag racing, where a number of innocent citizens have lost their lives. The poll that just came out this morning 
stated that optimism in the direction of the country has fallen 20%, taking us into a feeling of a reality akin to a society during the world wars. And just when we had hope that things were getting back to normal, it is a fact that COVID has raised its deadly head, causing another round of rising cases and deaths from the disease of misinformation by the uninformed. And yet, we continue to believe that things must turn around. While I treasure theologian Karl Barth's dictum that sermons should be written with the newspaper in one hand and the Bible in the other, I also know that it's enough to, in the words of Brother Marvin, make you want to holler, throw up both your hands. But the good news, and there is good news this morning, is that we are people of faith. And we may be tried and troubled, but not falling into despair. And so we take our fears to God in prayer and we bring them here to this house of worship where we gather with people who are with us, who support us, who pray with us, so that we will remain mindful that we have a high hand guiding us through the fears and wobbly journey that we are currently facing. Today's gospel lesson is another reminder of our faith and fear. Here we have the familiar story of the feeding of the multitude, sometimes 4,000, sometimes 5,000. In other words, a whole lot of folks were fed. This is the only miracle of Jesus that is in all four Gospels, thus highlighting the significance of this message. Certainly, it is always worth noting that just as Jesus had compassion for people who were hungry and opened the door for them to be fed, an example for us to follow, to be sure, I invite your focus today on the fear and faith in this passage. On the other side of the Sea of Galilee, Jesus has a large following of people who he wants to feed, and his two disciples, Philip and Andrew, express their fear that such a feeding cannot happen. They do not begin thinking creatively or extend their faith beyond the literal. All they can see is that this is an impossible task. Do you know a Philip or Andrew? 
there is an idea that is expressed or a need raised and immediately cold water is thrown on the idea or effort. How can this be done? This is not about being irresponsible, but it is having faith that God will sustain us in the midst of great challenge when there is something that is needed. Here is an exercise of faith that somehow, some way, with so little in the beginning that people will be fed. In the same way that one day the pandemic and enormity of violence will cease when we get beyond the fear of this cannot be done. Within our bodies, this human frame, God also gives us a faith in our minds and bodies and spirits that we are more than conquerors, as we are reminded in Romans. In this moment, getting beyond fear and drawing on faith that all were fed. Here there is an underscoring of the fact that a child with little became the catalyst for thousands to be fed. Now, some New Testament scholars believe that the miracle, the real miracle, had to do with Jesus' power to move people with an act of love so rich and so wide that people were moved to share their food with others that they already had with them. We do not get the details of how it occurred, but we do know it is Jesus that had this charismatic nature to move people, to get people to get beyond their fears and believe what could happen. John offers another account of disciples' fear about this person coming toward the boat on the water, and they were afraid. In my mind, I understand it this way. A people who love and serve the Lord and have believed and followed his teachings for a long time still dealing with their fears. They are just like us. This is us. Those disciples are us. We are people who, on the one hand, believe in God and pray and trust, but we still have our fears. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. We are people of God, of faith, who also hold our fears with us because we are mortals in the flesh. And in our deepest desires to not let our fears get the best of us, we have our moments of doubt, of fear, and must remember to look to Jesus in our boats of insecurity and illness, chaos and challenging change, and hear that voice that says to us, it is I, do not be afraid. In two weeks, we will have 
a new rector standing in this space. Though there is no doubt in my mind that the Reverend Winnie Varghese has been called as a priest in this church of God, along with great anticipation and excitement about her and that her call has brought to so many, I'm aware there is also fear and faith that will come with this change. The reality is we have swum in the waters of the church that have been laced with patriarchy and sexism. It has been in most of our lifetime that women were first allowed to be ordained in this Episcopal Church. And out of my own fears, I swam in those waters and entered my ministry, ignoring the anointing and call of my sisters into this gospel ministry. On my spiritual journey, God placed me at Boston University School of Theology as a young seminarian to witness the wonderful gifts of clergy women and female friends who were heading for ordained ministry that moved me to see that my sexism was indeed sin and had no place in the gospel of Jesus Christ, my life as a Christian, and the church of God. So thanks be to God for God's patience with me and transforming love to make me and to make us better than we could have imagined. So we have an opportunity to receive God's gift in a couple of weeks. So this morning, I invite you to prepare to receive this gifted priest that God has given us. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, I invite you to welcome her and extend her grace and a chance to be St. Luke's rector as you would any priest. Let us move beyond the fears of whether we can feed the multitude and believe that we can. Let us move beyond the fear of who is walking on the water and believe that it is Jesus. Let us move beyond the fear of getting on the bicycle, but have faith that we can ride because there is something inside so strong that will let us know that we can make it. Let us get beyond our own insecurities about the leadership of women and believe that St. Luke's will be even stronger than it is now. And if you fall down, know that God is standing by with hands like my father to steer you until you can ride by yourself. Faith over our fears this morning because great is God's faithfulness Lord, unto you and 
sent unto me. Amen.